0: Agenda-setting conversations of the day. Well, good morning. The Constitutional Court ruling yesterday that SARS simply cannot refuse to make available information about certain taxpayers when journalists ask to see that information. So judges have ruled that SARS must now make what's called a fresh decision, a new decision, about whether it will allow the Financial Mail and the Amabungani Center for Investigative Journalism access to the tax records of former President Jacob Zuma. The journalists say they want to know if Zuma broke the law when he was president after the journalist Jacques Poe reported that Zuma had received a salary from a security company while president. If this is true, then he broke the law at the time. But as I'm sure you know, up until this point, tax records have always been, what's the right phrase, confidential, secret, and were only between taxpayers and sars and no one else. Ernie Lai King is a tax expert and the managing director of One Road Consulting. Ernie, good morning, really appreciate the time.
1: Morning, Stephen. How are you? I'm
0: well, thank you. This is a huge case, and it literally overturns decades of practice. A taxpayer's affairs used to be secret. How big is this judgment?
1: It's a big judgment. The um, full implications, I think, we still have to fully appreciate. It's a long judgment as well, 80 pages, so everybody's still digesting. But uh, I think there are quite a few implications arising from this judgment that still have to be fully digested and fully aired and that that will happen in due course when it's referred back to parliament the background as you say is that uh, there was credible evidence that president uh, zuma as he was then was not tax compliant that he had evaded tax while he was president that he had failed to disclose all his sources of income that he didn't pay tax on the fringe benefit on on fringe benefits and these were all allegations that were contained in in Powell's book uh, the journalists then went uh, to SARS and asked for the records, SARS refused. Uh, the, 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 the journalists then went, or the media then went to the High Court. The High Court said yes, um, they granted the application uh, for the release of Mrs. Zuma's tax re- records. And the whole fight is about the balance to be struck between competing rights, especially within the within the different statutes and it revolves around the right to privacy versus the right of access to information and freedom of expression. And SARS, as well as uh, the Minister of Justice, the Minister of Finance and the Info Regulator, ended up uh, in court. SARS, Zuma, Minister of Justice, Minister of Finance, Info Regulator, ended up before the Constitutional Court. And the, the what does the law say? Well, the Constitution says in Section 16 that you have the freedom of expression. Section 32 says you have the right of access to information. But those are all limited by Section 36 that limits the rights under 16 and 32. And that was what was before the court. How do you reconcile these sections within the Constitution? And then you have other statutes like the, the Promotion of Access to Information Act, Section 35, which is a mandatory protection of certain records of SARS, it protects the, uh, from disclosure of certain records of SARS. But then Section 46 of PIA Promotion of Access to Information Act, then says that there is mandatory disclosure if there's public interest, and the public interest in the disclosure clearly outweighs the harm. And then you have the Tax Administration Act, which provides all the secrecy um, protection to tax records, sections sixty-seven and sixty-nine. So, it's qu- it was quite a long legal argument, quite complicated, mm. and the court eventually found that the the uh, it was unconstitutional, of SARS not to release Mr. Zuma's tax records, and declared the when you read the different sections in the Constitution, PAIA and the TAA that that it was unconstitutional. Mm. <laughs> And interestingly, what what the concord said that is that the declarations of invalidity are suspended for a period of t- twenty four months, and it must be referred back to, to enable Parliament to address the constitution the constitutional invalidity invalidity, and then referred the matter back to SARS for consideration afresh, in the light of of of, of this order. So what did the what are, what what were the arguments? <clears throat> The respondents, uh, Azuma and the other respondents argued that a fair and reasonable balance must be struck between the right to privacy and the right of access to information. Okay. So, and so that,
0: I'm sorry to interrupt any, it can get quite technical and it, it is tax and and I mean the technicalities yes, do yes. matter. Could you please make the argument for me? for why someone's tax should be confidential? Because that's part of this. And Edward Kiesfetter, the commissioner, said this was the sort of foundation of the relationship between SARS and the taxpayer. What What is yes. the argument for confidentiality?
1: Well, that's been held for, for decades. You know, that it promotes uh, full and frank disclosure uh, of your personal information. If the disclosure, including any criminal conduct, is held, uh, secret between SARS and 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 the taxpayer and that it's it would be in the pub, public int- the public interest to override uh, this confidentiality would undermine the trust in SARS and that uh, there was in section 14 of the of constitution guarantees your privacy and that if this happened that paia allowed you to freely disseminate uh, information without constraint, that it would violate the right to privacy, and there would be lots of implications, and there, there will be. Because, uh, for example, uh, when you reach settlements with SARS in, say, very uh, acrimonious uh, d- uh, disputes, those settlements are kept secret. And also when people voluntarily wish to come forward and say, Look, I've been bad, I've been naughty, I want to be good now, uh, and comes forward, it, it does affect all these uh, All these discussions and agreements with SARS and we we still have to find, we still have to understand fully how this is going to, to, to impact.
0: And does it matter if someone claims to be compliant in their tax but is lying? So if I tell the world I don't owe SARS any money, but in fact I do owe SARS money, can SARS tell the world
1: that I'm lying? SARS can tell the world you're lying if you attack SARS and say SARS is very unfair and SARS has treated me badly. SARS has the right within the secret provisions to come and reply. The right to respond to say, well, no, this is actually what happened. But uh, if you just simply say I'm, I'm, I'm compliant and leave it at that, uh, SARS won't come out and, and contradict you. And can this lead to all
0: sorts of precedents? So if SARS is now forced to publish uh, former President Zuma's tax information. I'm presuming the next application that will come from journalists or someone else is to publish President Ramaphosa's tax information around Palapala.
1: Yes, uh, it, it, it has to, it will revolve around whether the, the, the public interest, whether it's in the public interest, there's going to be debate as to what exactly is public interest. So if, if somebody came and said Stephen Reuters is a public figure and we need to know, we, have, we understand he did something bad, is that in the public interest? Uh, to be disclosed, and will that disclosure outweigh the harm contemplated? Now, I think you, in the public interest, I think it's going to be quite narrowly um, defined. Uh, so a person like President Zuma, uh, President, ex-President Zuma, President Ramaphosa, yes. High-profile politicians, yes. Uh, high-profile businessmen, uh, Steinhoff, et cetera, yes. Uh, so what, the, what SARS argued, that... The disclosure of affairs would prevent people from coming forward. And the Concord found that there's no direct or factual evidence that taxpayers make disclosure because the secrecy provisions encourage them to do that. The Concord found that there's no evidence. But, you know, it's hard for the Concord to find evidence because if, 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 if a criminal has come forward, and disclose to SARS. Well, nobody's going to know. It's going to be between that person yeah. and SARS, or criminal, or or other public public persona. So it's uh, what the concord said. There's no people come forward and disclose because of the the coercion of the penalties and the sanctions. It's not the secrecy. And I don't know if the to be to be uh, with greatest respect whether the 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 the, the advisors to the concord and the professors that they that they had had consulted would really know what mm. actually is the affair, uh, the, the disclosure, uh, which is encouraged by the secrecy provision, but SARS would know. And I can tell you now, as a, as I'm pretty certain, that it's been referred back to SARS, and SARS is not going to budge.
0: Yeah. Ernie Lai-King, thank you. Really appreciate the time, MD, at One Road Consulting, as you can hear an expert on tax and the law.